0: Sent 420, episode number 42-ish. We're kind of stoners, so nobody really knows the exact the title, number off.
1: The title will know. <laughs>
2: off our head. The title will know. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: the title yeah. will know soon. All right. Little uh, Grandpa Stash and Ghost Train. Figured we'd get a good balance in there. I always start this. Does somebody else want to start it? No, go ahead. All right. But, you know, I got to take like the first three hits off it to get it going. <laughs> I always feel like the Bogart.
3: Grandpa's stash makes it sound like it'd be like swag or something. It's all, you know what I mean? The stash. name? Gram- <laughs> I just think awesome. of glaucoma.
2: Okay. Old weed. Yeah. Right. Arthritis. I, I should think back
3: because my mom smoked. That, right? <laughs> I should <do> that. <laughs> She's grandma's stash. I, I used to. That's how I learned how to smoke, was grandma's stash. Really? I mean, she was only mom back then, I guess. But. Yeah. <laughs> she was mom back then. <laughs> but she smokes?
1: Uh, yeah. That's cool.
2: Uh,
0: well, we did cute. this photo shoot for grandpa's stash with this oh, old man. guy, my neighbor.
2: Yeah.
0: And he's that's this a, old, um, you know, he, he was a veteran and he. Uh, did he tell you what he had? Like what kind of illness you know. he's got, like, maybe MS or Parkinson's or something like mm-hmm. that. Kind of mm-hmm. frail old guy. But I rolled two big joints because in the image, we wanted to have a joint cooking mm-hmm. and this guy. And, you know, we didn't want to hit off of it because, you know, in case we've been in contact with anybody with COVID yeah. or yeah. anything yeah. like that. Yeah. So he smoked these two fucking joints by himself himself. and And sitting. Yeah. And would have smoking two more, (laughs) you know, I mean, he just fucking was crushing it. It was cool to see him enjoying it though. He was, he was having a good time. He doesn't get out much. Is that Mm. a boat on that again? Um, but he was fucking just sitting there smoking it, having a good time drinking his coffee. Yeah. It was a, it was a fun shoot. But I had to do that when we were shooting um, Anna doing her tattoo with Evan. And I had to keep this joint lit because it was part of it was a prop in the fucking photo. And I was high as fuck just trying to keep that one joint lit. We forgot to even use a flash yeah. on the
2: camera. Yeah. <laughs> so high, right?
0: Yeah. So I mean the images Lessons learned. There was some great like ideas on images, but they didn't really come out that great because once <laughs> once we started smoke or, and we had smoked before, right So it wasn't like you know it, anyway that was fun. so yeah. we can always
1: do it again. I've got more yeah. sessions coming up.
3: <laughs> yeah put something Evan in it that's Eller. like keeps it going or whatever yeah hmm.
1: Evan Eller art.
0: Yeah Evan Eller art Good wow. shit. He's a good tattoo artist. Yeah, he's dope. Gary's got some really good stuff too. Scary mm-hmm. Gary. They're just mm-hmm. very different style, yeah. Mm-hmm. stylistically, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. Gary's more like hardline, kind of not more the, cartoony,
1: mm-hmm. shinier looking. Whereas and I mean, Evan does a lot more realistic. He even says, I prefer realism. There is mm-hmm. shading and depth. And then biomech his, stuff Yeah, the recently. biomech, the
3: depth, the things on top of each other. Yeah. Oh. Branches and...
1: Like my uh, uh, spider web. Yeah.
3: Right, exactly. Yeah.
0: See, I could see Gary doing some of those. Mm. That seems like it would fit more of his style. Bold,
3: yeah, bold He's got a lot colors. of paintings on his IG. There's like a lot of yeah.
1: paintings um, as well as tattoos. Yeah. So yeah, he does... Uh-huh.
0: They're very talented,
1: though. Yeah. yeah. It's fucking
0: scary, man, when Gary starts ripping that fucking kick.
4: His kicks are terrifying. <laughs> they they don't. don't make sense, either, because they seem like... Like, I feel like I see them coming a mile away, and they still catch me, and then terrifying. I can tell he's not even putting, you know... 60 percent of his power in the that nice shit guy. <laughs> <power> yeah, <in>. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> well he shows me so much respect when we're sparring that yeah uh, it's almost like
3: too much or what almost yeah. it's
0: like i want to say well fuck dude i mean but, uh, i'm not fragile you know <laughs> but it's
3: yeah. not
1: personal i think he just doesn't want to yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he seems
3: like one of the more like the unusual man. ones, too. Like, as far as his angles and his style, yeah. mm-hmm. it's super unpredictable, mm-hmm. you know? Like, where things come from and when. Yeah.
0: But it's mm-hmm. good, clean. Yeah. Like, he's always got his hands up. Yeah. You know, whereas it, everybody else plays things. a little bit different loose game or something like that. He's uh-huh. yeah. Like, he's probably just base, technical, you know, like, where you can be offensive and defend... He's probably got it the cleanest, you know, I mean, way cleaner than mine, you know, because I'm, yeah, right? well, just keeping his hands up the whole time, right. you, you know, not yeah. dropping and being loose. You know, right. I've developed a style with um, some bad habits in it, you know, but I'm always looking to draw in for takedowns and, you know, so there's a, a spectrum and that's what to the he's game. Doing he's,
3: he's waiting for you to attack him. Yeah. But he'll take it and then. Yeah. And then he right.
0: delivers and he, yeah. he's uh but he's tight, you know? He keeps everything together. Everything is, mm-hmm. like, good, you know, like, textbook, technical, you know, type of work.
3: Yeah, and it seems like, you know, what I'm saying is, like, everyone else is, like, one, two, one, one, three, kick. You know, like, they it looks like textbook kind of stuff, you know what I mean? It comes from, you know, but with his, it's, like, crazy angles. Uh-huh. You know, that one. Yeah. that, yeah, one, you know, was that, that still, And then, like, that kick comes either after it or before it. Mm-hmm. A lot of those things. Yeah, that's like, uh, yeah, like more unusual. Chopping that
0: kick is... Yeah. Well, I think it's unusual because you guys are all fucking used to fighting each other with unusual styles. Everybody's stylistically. Mm -hmm. So Gary comes along with textbook stuff and it's like, Mm -hmm. fuck, man, I can't defend this. Is
2: that right? I can defend a
0: crazy loopy Uh fucking back fist, you know, jab Evan punch, right? right? Right. (laughs) Because I expect it to come from all over. Gary just comes down the pipe and hits those clean angles with his kicks and the overhands. Oh. Yeah. So, um, so you know and reality, then
1: reality he's more textbook. Yeah, he's, yeah, than
0: yeah he yeah. he's more textbook. But but you know again you train with Nick, you look at Nick and Nick's fucking got this crazy it's good style that mm-hmm. you know. So you guys start adapting to all of that craziness mm-hmm. and that real clean um, oh.
1: I got so annoyed once with Nick, just because, and I know it's my lack of skill clearly, but I we were just doing like technical sparring uh-huh. or something, and he was like punch me because you know this is when I had even more of a trigger problem. Yeah. <laughs> but every time I'd punch him, he would just like barely fade. Yeah. Barely fade, and I was just throwing twenty punches, and he's, he he's good avoided every single one. I was so annoyed. He's good at that. that moment.
0: But like this this is where this would kind of fit. Um, Do you guys remember um, uh, Machida and uh, Shogun when they Mm -hmm. fought? And Shogun just tore up Machida Mm -hmm. with very clean, technical, you know, Mm -hmm. MMA Muay Thai. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like he wasn't standing super tall, but he still bounced his leg. He still fucking chopped those kicks and cut them over, kept really, you know, good, tight hands. Um, and Machida was eating people up before that with his slick in and out, that side kicks, you know, his ability to, to have those loose hands and hit from different angles. So it's, it's cool how, you know, that real like textbook style is extremely effective Especially against the real, you know, elusive guys. Because you could arguably say mm-hmm. that Gary's got way more success with Nick than anybody else. Mm. I, I mean, I think. At okay. least.
3: Yeah, I don't get to watch as much, right?
4: It's funny because I was actually thinking that while you're going into this whole talk was the, was that, I think that was last Thursday maybe when they were sparring. Or maybe it was either last Tuesday or Thursday. But we all sparred, and I sparred with Gary right before he went to spar with Nick. And I Mm -hmm. felt like I was touching Gary up, not like, you know, nothing amazing or anything. And he always catches, like, it never fails. He catches me straight down the pipe, a Mm -hmm. lot of times to the chest, in a way that, like, doesn't seem like it should hurt the way that it does. But (laughs) it's like he punches through my fucking back, and then my chest will be sore for days after. But, um but then he, he was sparring with Nick after, and I felt like he was just he was picking angles and ripping from, uh, yeah, just hitting Nick straight down the pipe. And I, I felt like he was having more trouble hitting me at times than he was Nick. And I, I, yeah, it must just be the, the, the difference in their styles that mm-hmm. Gary finds that, he finds those straight shots more often than I would expect.
0: Well, Well, for sure, and that's like, You know, again, because Nick throws that long straight cross down the pipe, right? But then most of his shots aren't super straight. He's usually angling them off. So what Gary's doing is just cutting that stuff off. He's like, okay, I'm going to cut through the chase and go and not try to hit Nick at Nick's game. He's like, I'm sticking to this. I mean, I don't see him like... From my perspective i don't see him moving at as many different angles as you guys are seeing i see you guys moving to those angles and him catching you on those angles Mm. right but i don't see him like i don't think he angles off very much I, i think he's got a good clean game he chops that leg kick in from a good angle and he throws that overhand from a good angle but everything else is relatively you know down the middle now he does throw the uppercuts and gets those in there but it's usually his one two that lands he just is able to align himself and he doesn't get into those loopy games where his, he's open so a lot of punches just glance off and he's able to catch that angle that you've moved to with you since you're not I'm good a very like angly fighter right now he's longer so a lot of times he can beat you to the punch. But like you you said you feel he's not hitting you. We've been working on staying a little bit tighter and moving those shoulders. And as you're moving those shoulders, it's way different than mm-hmm. you know moving side to side like that. You you kind of rock and you still have that big wide shoulder to shoulder target that they can hit. You start rolling those shoulders forward and now you've only got a couple, you know, inches mm-hmm. with with Nick's case, because Nick's playing the big angles and he's getting you know kind of long, he hides that chin behind that lead shoulder, drops that hand, kind of baits him in. Gary just doesn't take; he doesn't reach for those shots. He works to square up and then go right back in, squaring up. And I think that's where he has that more success in in that game from that real elusive type of fighter.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: My perspective, though, just because he doesn't. Like, he shows me a little too much um, respect,
4: as far as age goes, I think.
1: <laughs> What's his Instagram? Do you guys know? What scary his?
4: Gary something. Scary
1: Gary? Yeah. Is it, like, written weird? You
4: know what? <laughs> <laughs> Check it out.
1: We can always just put a little thing on the video, like, this over.
2: Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's
4: scary scary right underscore Gary then, uh, <laughs> underscore tattoo. Yeah. Scary Gary tattoo. It'll come up. <laughs> For
1: sure.
0: <laughs> so, what about the world? What's happening in the world that you guys like?
4: Yeah, see <laughs> so much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How about ones, uh, China launching that nuke up into space? Mm. That
0: hypersonic missile that's capable of mm-hmm. carrying a nuke. Mm-hmm. I guess uh, it could circle the globe, right? Like twice. Really? Is that the deal? I just heard or that circle it, it once. could
3: circumvent uh, where we put all of our defenses. It was mm-hmm. like in at, in Alaska and right in the north of the country. Yeah, like they wouldn't right. be able to
0: get to it before it would yeah, land and detonate. Can, like,
3: right, now they can like, go their other direction. Mm-hmm. And that's why it was like significant. That's what I heard.
0: It can go the mm-hmm. other direction.
3: Well, I don't know. Like like me, I, you, you know our missiles direction. <laughs> 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 They're like huh I think they, <laughs> they actually, only go well. I think like s- satellites only are like geosynchronous <laughs> yeah. or whatever. I think that is a thing.
0: Yeah, like I, I mean, like, I would imagine. Go with right? Both. You go with the gravitational yeah. pull. But or yeah. yeah but I'm just saying. Details, never yeah. really thought about that. Uh-huh. Like right. I would think there'd just be shit flying <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> to the right. So to I don't know. It
3: goes far enough that it can like go past our defenses or go the other direction. I don't know. I heard something yeah. like that. I don't know exactly.
4: So basically, instead of a direct flight here, it would. Right, go all the way, and, and the you used to.
3: There's something about you've seen the geometry of like how planes fly. They go like north and then down. It's actually shorter because it's a sphere. Like, yeah, you know what okay. I mean? you've ever seen that? Mm-hmm. Especially the I think I've the more northern that. hemisphere, maybe the more southern too. They uh-huh. do more of an arc because mm-hmm. it's actually shorter. Yeah. And they say to go like, like on the plane. It's faster
1: going further north right. than just straight up. So yeah, yeah, you've watched
3: it, yeah, yeah. Mm. So I think they do missiles like that too. So China was going like yeah. up Antarctica or what you know, and then down. So what to the happens US if
1: and, this thing malfunctions out there?
3: Yeah, right. That's true. I mean, well, Nukes have to be
0: detonated though. Like if mm-hmm. they if they crash and don't detonate, this is my understanding is like they won't. Right. Like even there's if definitely the, whole the missile danger, blew up,
3: there's definitely the danger of just putting nukes in space. Because mm-hmm. what if it like, what, what if it disintegrates? That? Well, you know what if it does the Challenger and it yeah. like blows up, and then that just like spreads nuclear waste like yeah. everywhere and just like radiation just like yeah, yeah. that's like a thing. Would it
0: be the same? So I wonder would the radiation amount. That's in a
3: warhead, oh, be, be
0: yeah, the same, yeah. or does it like change when the explodes? Does it uh-huh. like start to the expand radiation. the wow. amount
4: of radiation? I have no idea. Well, there's no atmosphere <laughs> up there to contain it, right? So, uh-huh. it'd be, I mean, it yeah, would have I don't to, know how it works, it would spread differently. It uh-huh. might maybe, right.
0: yeah, would it spread as a unit, <laughs> you know <laughs> what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah. or would it spread
4: out? Yeah. Huh?
3: interesting it was spread out I think it was just, yeah it was, it was yeah. spread out but yeah hmm. you think we're not, we're I mean left.
4: like huh? this just made me question every now explosion scene I've yeah, ever like, every explosion scene in, in space that's happening listening to and, uh, uh, have
3: you heard about like Degrass what Grass Tyson what, or... right like what fire would look like in space uh. well, supposedly well. it'd be like a sphere uh huh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was in uh, what's that horror movie in space um, there's Horror like a, movie. Yeah, 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 it's great. Oh, like Event Horizon, <laughs> Event Horizon. You guys ever seen that? No. They did no. it briefly in there, where it was like a sphere. Yeah. But um, does
0: it have like? So would? I, huh? Because it needs right. oxygen, right? To.
3: Yeah, I forget. I don't. I don't understand. Yeah. Okay. yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. if you. <laughs> Just something I heard some scientists say. know yeah, that's man. interesting. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I, don't, I don't get it. They also did a cool scene in that one, like what would actually happen to you if you like got jetted out into space for like five seconds, uh-huh. you know? This guy like, for some reason, I forget, it's been a while since I've seen it, but he has to go out and then get saved to get back in. And like how much his skin would, f- your skin would freeze on the outside, like instantly. Oh, if
4: you weren't protected?
3: Yeah, yeah, just like, yeah, no no suit. Yeah, what would happen? Just and then, just
2: sh- instantly uh-huh, <laughs> explode. Yeah, yeah. And it's
3: like, It's like, you know, I don't know if it's absolute zero, but it's like zero. But then if the sun's shining on you, it's like a thousand degrees. Yeah, there was, um, yeah, Yeah, but
1: isn't like the difference in pressure going to just instantly? Yeah, that was the other thing. You
3: explode, you kind of like start to explode. Yeah, that's right. Uh, (laughs) And I think, oh, yeah, they had him release all the air in his lungs before he went out. They're like, okay, ready, release, like you know, so that you don't go out there with full mm. lungs, and then that makes expand. you expand. Expand, yeah. I don't know. Would it
0: expand? Uh-huh. Is it gonna expand, or is it <laughs> gonna? Because probably in the ocean it collapses.
3: Right, right. right that's like right. Because that. because we have less pressure in yeah. our body than the ocean does on okay. our body. But when you go out there, there's no pressure from the outside in. So you just like, so the pressure expands. just. Right, yeah, because uh-huh. no, there's nothing no to push it back or whatever. Yeah. So do you
0: think you would freeze faster than you would blow up?
3: <laughs> <laughs> we <Shit>. <laughs> <on the>, need <laughs> to kneel <grass> <laughs> the grass would
4: sure. be such a weird sensation, expanding uh, but also freezing. Right. Yeah, there was yeah. this,
0: um, like, lame B horror movie that I saw where um, they fucking, I don't know, this dude's running in this hotel that they've taken over it's like all these like uh just deranged family of like some of them are cannibals and some of them mm-hmm. you know yeah,
2: right. it's, it's kind of like family. the hills
0: have eyes type of thing That's but it's thinking, yeah. like uh in the woods I mean it was, a, it was pretty bizarre but in one scene this guy comes running and they knock him down and hurt him or whatever but he can't move and then they stick a hose I think in his mouth and just crank it on and you see his body like <laughs> and then <they> just <laughs> yeah. fill up with water, <laughs> but like a fire hose, you know, so it's got pressure, right? right? And they just hold it in.
3: Yeah, <laughs> it would be like that. So, I
0: mean, I wonder yeah. if that's how it yeah. would be. You just get pulled. Right. But I wonder, like, do you think your skin would, I like, think, pull know, for, up or and or out? Would, would or would it just s- expand Because
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, freezing simultaneously. Oh, uh, so right. So, right, your so skin you just would, like, turn to Yeah, just into That'd be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you're just, like,
0: dust particles everywhere. I wonder
1: what yeah. people actually know about this. <laughs>
0: and I wonder what would, like, do you think all of that would happen as you're still conscious of it happening? Or do you think you're... Brain and shit would be like. I wonder if that would be the last mm-hmm. to kind of go because it's yeah. in the skull. Mm-hmm. Maybe you got a little bit more cage, so you see you just like you, you'd be starting to fall apart. Eye, like, yeah. fuck. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
3: Maybe it freezes you too, so like, yeah, you don't. <laughs> I would hope that
4: my brain would be so rattled <laughs> just by going through that last layer of the atmosphere that I just wouldn't yeah. even know anything was right. happening. That you're out.
3: It's uh, interesting how like dangerous space is. It's like the least. Like, everything's wrong with space for humans. So I was listening to (laughs) one of
0: the uh, astronauts that was working on the space station. I think it was even on uh, Rogan. Um, I think that's where I saw it. But he was saying that they got this piece that it was like a male, female. I think it was like those... I don't uh, think I
3: remember. I remember this. Yeah, oh, yeah
0: and yeah. so it didn't fit... He's on the
3: outside, right? Isn't he doing a spacewalk and he had to fix something? Yeah, he had to go out no, and yeah, fix yeah. something and you only have right. a certain
0: amount of time out. Right, and he had and,
3: to engineer something, right? Well,
0: so what he said was... I that um, this is what I recall, yeah. was that, you know, he they're trying to figure this problem out because, you know, they got to get it figured out. And he's like, so he calls back in and he's like, Well when is the sun, you know, supposed to when are we gonna to rotate towards the sun? Mm-hmm. And they're like, exactly this time. And so as soon as they rotated he held it up and it and it. it warmed it and he was able to fucking it made it mesh smaller them together. Or bigger or yeah, right. it, made it. Yeah, maybe so uh, it was like right,
3: malleable mm-hmm. uh, expand or something. Yeah. Right. That's crazy. So, so like, yeah, that yeah. would be
0: insane. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that it's that instant. Like mm-hmm. tsh, boom. Right.
3: Yeah, I hear it's like thousands, or I don't know how much. It's super hot where the sun is. Right? Yeah. And then it's freezing. It's like 300, 400 below, or whatever. That's why it's hard in to think. This is,
0: at least for me, when we think of all these scientific
2: mm-hmm. things
0: like that, mm-hmm. that, how the fuck could there not be some, this is in my mind at least, divine creation, you know, like creator? Because everything would have to be so exact. It's like, well, yeah. If we didn't have this atmosphere, then you'd be fucking burnt up instantly or frozen instantly. Right? You know, at the exact same time, (laughs) (laughs) right? We've got the gravity so that you don't just get pulled apart. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's too many things specific. And then all of that happens. And we say, and you came from a fucking cell that was on a meteor or whatever that crashed. And then it created another fucking cell that that started to evolve and here we are having a podcast fucking you know 100 million years later
3: well how much of it is like how much of it is i heard this guy once say like when you're older and you look back at your life you think it looks like an orderly novel because you met this guy and then that led to this huge life change which Mm -hmm. then led to this thing and you can like see it So when you look back, it looks like it was, like, written that way. So how much is, like, when we think that way? I don't mean to... Because I, like, I dig the idea. I also, like, agree. But I just had that thought. Like, it's just because we, like, look back that it seems like this, like, ordered thing. But in science, they have that... um, it's the like the Goldilocks zone
2: mm-hmm.
3: right and we're like so in every Goldilocks zone like it's just right you know it's not yeah. or just too hot it's too cold right. it's just right or whatever well and that's yeah, what we're just close enough to the Sun where it, it doesn't burn us up so yeah that cells As the can sun live dies, you know? does mm-hmm.
1: it expand does
3: I think it depends on how big the Sun is right because right, like, this is a dwarf isn't ours, is, ours yeah. a dwarf I don't know <laughs> I think ours is a small one right, right. It's like a I don't think one. it's a super yeah, Sun right yeah. super.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But then, this is what I heard uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson say, mm-hmm. was that every, like, the probabilities, because the universe is so vast, that the probabilities of everything being exact, I th- I'm su- mm-hmm. you know summarizing, and maybe I'm too dumb to even understand what he was saying. <laughs> so this is what I interpreted from what he was saying, yeah. was that... Then the probabilities of all of those things happening isn't really that hard to believe because there's so many possibilities, right? Mm-hmm. There's right. so many times it's so happening. So
3: many o- uh, opportunities. Yeah, like it's happening right now. Change, it's just yeah. those failed, that failed, that failed. Of that failed years you know, and billions of species over yeah. billions of years. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Right.
0: It's just again, mm-hmm. that's where I, you know we've been talking about this quite a bit where. You gotta sometimes understand the science is important, but then the faith or the belief or the you know um, wonderment of a higher purpose power really comes into play. Because if you define it out by science, then it's actually you know it's not that fucking cool. It's cool, but it's not like I, I don't know. It'd be harder for me to look at it the science way and to say yeah, but like you're saying, you kind of look back and it's an orderly book. It's kind of hard for me to look at that and say, "Oh yeah, that's the way it happened," than to think, "Oh yeah, there's a divine motherfucking being that created it." Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's much easier for me to rationalize mm-hmm. than the other. I, mm-hmm. y- you know, just.
3: Well, how about like? Because of those are like the two different directions that you uh-huh. can look at anything. Right. It can either be bottom up or top down. Like, what if you know? We talk about conspiracy theory. Is is there a person or a group or a bunch of people? You know, or mm-hmm. is how much is it orchestrated from above? Right. Or then the other side is how much of it is just like the spontaneous thing um, that happens from the bottom. Um, I don't know. Yeah. So. But it meets somewhere in the middle. Yeah, yeah. So there, here's an interesting concept. I, you know, I don't know anything about this, but I, I, think that this is like super deep, and and I would like to learn more about it. But in science, they call it emergence. So it's like somehow at like some really low level, you have you know chemical interactions in a cell or whatever, in a let's say a brain cell. And then somehow that becomes up levels, you know, then it's like, you know, a group of cells and then an organ of the brain and then the brain, you know, and there's like all these levels. Mm-hmm. And at some point like consciousness happens, right? And then you could even say like at some point things happen that there's a cloud of, possi- of probability mm-hmm. quantum physics. And, and then, you know, and then somehow that becomes matter at some point. Right, so it becomes a you know a, I don't know hydrogen the atom or molecule or whatever mm-hmm. I don't know yeah so yeah. anyway anyway it's this cool <laughs> idea because it's the same thing with with us say society like with people like we all are individuals mm-hmm. right and we think we have free will and we make our own decisions and stuff but then once you go to you know then the levels become it's like fractal stuff like family community state nation world or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and at some point it becomes like a movement, let's mm-hmm. say. Like it could be even like, why are people, why do people wear the clothes that look like this?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: There's some emergent thing that happens at higher levels, you know? And I, and I think, you know, um, when, when, you know, cause I, I go through the same thing too. Like I do also see like a spiritual side and then a scientific side and they do tend to not, get along or whatever. I, I think maybe emergence is like a part of that because it's like spiritual aspect is like looking from above down. And then the science says everything happens from the bottom up. Mm-hmm. It's all like Darwinian, It's evolution. It's, you know, cells and um, the rules of life or whatever. But then to look instead at like pattern and, and order and stuff, is it, the opposite is to look down at it. So maybe there's like different types of knowing That's that idea of, you know, brought up because that that's what's hard for me is like, you know, it's so hard to be spiritual nowadays because we're like materialist and reasonable. Mm -hmm. And somehow it's um, counterintuitive inside that mind, you know. So what if there's just like different types of knowing? Right. There's not all one type and that the science type is the type that can like control stuff. Cause it can like make predictions Mm -hmm. and I read, I've been reading this out, this book and he was like, but there's so many things worth knowing that you can never prove. That's Mm -hmm. the point he's saying. So like science proves stuff, Mm -hmm. but you can't prove everything. Right. You know, uh, I don't know. And
0: and science Mm. kind of also temporarily proves things. Sometimes Mm. it does, Mm. you know, for long periods, but other times what was science, Mm. you know, 20 years ago might not be science anymore it might be challenged and disproven and Mm. that served you know kind Mm. of like an idea of thinking back in those days um,
3: because yeah we get smarter and you know we realize things we didn't know before so we end up look at things from other
0: you know perspectives Mm -hmm. it's it's a tough one I just think that my opinion is that when we look at it scientifically right Mm. we're looking at it through a lens of saying that the only thing that we can see in process is what is science, mm-hmm. right?
3: Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But mm-hmm. just like, you know, um, a dog, right, for instance, has their olfactory nerve, like, is, I mean, I don't know how many times, you know, there was um,
3: better than something.
0: something. Times. Yeah, yeah. 10 20 times yeah and and so what kind of senses that they can develop off of that right so what kind of things can they see from that type of Mm. heightened sensitivity Mm -hmm. but then you put that back in with our brain creativity now all of a sudden is there a different way of communicating is there a different way of understanding things You know, that
3: proverbial. A human brain and a dog. Yeah, with those kind of. Perceptions. That's pretty interesting.
2: (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying
0: so do we, because we only see things Mm -hmm. at this human level do we assume that there's not other things beyond the human right capabilities and I, and I,
3: think it, I think it goes beyond because that still just says it's in the material world right that still says uh we can't see x-rays and heat we're not like the predator or whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> um he has little Infrared. things he can switch right he can yeah. switch what he sees i haven't heard like i heard this cool idea that's just like a quick little side thing like that they just made like eyes better uh, or, or so they can make a blind person see light and shadow
2: mm-hmm. it
3: was like an eye person on a ted talk or something and they were like this is a while ago too and they're like you can see light and shadow now and then they're starting to get like form and then at some point it'll be so good that it's like seeing like color and then mm-hmm. and then you're just like a normal person. And then they could give you like eagle eyes. Yeah. <laughs> and you could like zoom in on shit. Yeah. <laughs> eagle
2: eyes.
3: Yeah, they could like do that. Like supposedly I mean, if you that's the technology. Your eyes you know, lit right. up so bright when he said that. <laughs> right? Or you could see X rays, or you could see I don't know like what it could do, you know what I mean? Such but
2: enthusiasm. yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> it's a cool idea but uh even beyond that though because that's still just saying what what is imperceptible is physical mm-hmm. but then there's also like like meaning that's like invisible or like there's so many things i, I like that phrase that, that you know that you can't prove like you know that like you love your dog or whatever but there's like no proof there's no way you could prove that to anybody. Mm-hmm. And that is incredibly important to a person. Yeah. That kind of thing, you know? And so that's knowing something that's not scientific. Right. A, right? Well, this is mm-hmm.
1: partially what I was trying to say yesterday with Ilya about his idea of um, animal hierarchy. Yeah. Be- just because he can't perceive certain things doesn't make that thing less of what it is. Like Right. Cause then, otherwise, it's just a lame excuse in my eyes, and it shows that you don't have, like, you think you have all this respect for life, but instead you just view it as, oh, if I kill an animal, for well, you, yeah, myself, you decide
0: what life is, yeah, more more important. valuable. Or... Yeah,
3: yeah, that's what he was saying. There's like a hierarchy well, of
1: well, because he was saying that a mollusk, he doesn't mm. really consider that. Like a um, living
3: thing. It doesn't have pain so you could eat it. Is that what, is that yeah. the conversation? Exactly. So it's more than like, it.
1: yeah. He said, at least to my understanding, that if he doesn't get feedback from it,
3: mm-hmm. then... Feedback. Yeah,
1: and his feedback, examples Plants. that he brought up was, it doesn't have a face, you know, it doesn't mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. an expression, it doesn't mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. all those things that, you can perceive in some animals,
3: like suffering
0: and things like that. And I think, yeah, yeah, those are real,
3: that's an um, interesting
1: point. But at the same time, um, like you don't just eat and kill just to eat. I mean, you, I see it as I am appreciative. Like I appreciate the food that I eat, Mm -hmm. the animals, like Mm -hmm. I don't hunt personally yet. I don't know. I'm open to it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just need a practice. Yeah. Um, But I would see it more as, you know, um, an appreciation because it is like I don't consume buildings. Why? Because buildings don't have life in it. Uh, For me to continue living, I have to consume life.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And so, I mean, buildings might contain living things, Mm -hmm. but they don't embody it. And so it's just the reality of things. And once you accept that, then you can, you know.
0: Well, and then you got to look at the value too, right? Because, like, okay, well, a plant is less than an animal consuming it, right, in a a perspective. But then if there was no plant for that animal to consume, there'd be no animal. So then, it's like they the they have about, these values that.
3: But then a hierarchy though is that like there's the higher thing, uh-huh. and the lower thing supports the higher thing, right? So there's still it's like being lower doesn't mean you're worse, or less, right? It means like it's just how the thing works, you know? Well, it, but again like though, the, then yeah. then
0: that's your, per, you know, the the typical consensus of perspective, right? is that the plant is is lower.
3: Right. So you can But without
0: that plant which mm-hmm. you could often or you could argue and say is a higher because the plant is there for you to consume, you know, so without it again, then there's nothing that really mm-hmm. comes because
3: it supports yeah, the higher level. Yeah. above levels.
0: it. And it's so like chicken
1: and the egg. And, and the egg. what I think
0: that you're saying in some regards is this is my interpretation of that was that you're saying the communication level, so to speak, or the energy level that that thing gives off can be as powerful as the animal. So you're just making, you know, kind of a choice specifically, mm-hmm. rather than accepting that life has to consume life to continue.
1: Well, yeah, to, more or less. It's also just it's an interesting
3: question, though. Like, what is you know? Yeah. Like, is it moral? Or... It's an interesting question, right?
1: To like... eat.
3: How do you know what's more moral to eat? Uh What does that mean? What does it mean that like oh is it is it just as conscious as us even though it's a plant? So he was like, and that's what I'm saying. Like Like, just because
1: he gave it a value, it doesn't mean that his value to that particular thing matches quote unquote the reality because we don't know. Like we've talked about being Mm -hmm. able to. Perceive reality, what is true? Is there a one reality or is it just. Right, can you figure it out? Right. So, yeah.
4: Well, I was just going to say with his theory, what about with spinach? Because spinach, well, a lot of leafy greens release lectins just at the sound of other plants being eaten around them. And so
1: I brought that up to him, said that they communicate amongst themselves, but we can't really perceive that right off the bat like we would with Mm. people. That's just. Do you know, a difference in communication, like what you were saying earlier. Mm-hmm. Can you learn or communicate mm-hmm. differently or I heard, um, perceive differently? Uh,
3: Dennis McKenna says plants communicate with chemicals. <laughs> like that. Right, and that that one about the giraffes in the trees or whatever in Africa, they did some studies oh, right. where like the giraffes are eating trees over here, mm-hmm. and those trees release like a pheromone, or maybe it's in the roots, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then that travels the through it, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then trees like far down, they release like a bitter chemical, so then the giraffes won't want to eat. They're like, it. bring out the bitters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that's interesting. Yeah. So, so, so if they communicate, does that make them? conscious enough that you wouldn't want to eat them we
1: can't really describe what consciousness Mm. is you can use all the signs that you want but
3: right to me to me like honestly like i do think you can maybe see like a pattern to life you know and that so we got to deal with the fact that everything is eating everything else Mm -hmm. to survive that's a part of just what's happening and then There you, I think you can perceive a structure. You know, I would I would make that argument. And and then and and I like the idea that, you know, it's like a, I don't know, it's like an alchemical, it's Mm -hmm. like an old school thing, it's like a Taoist thing. Like, there's minerals. This is like the elements or whatever. (laughs) You know what I mean? There's earth, and then that like supports um, vegetable, which supports the animal, which supports man or whatever, you know, man and woman. And that that's like some sort of like inherent order or, or even like uh, the pentagram is like possibly f- the four elements. And then the head, if you ever see like the human, ever see a human right. on the pentagram mm-hmm. or whatever, it's like it's in the shape of a person and the head's on top. You know, so it's like all, all the structures of life support the pattern, even, you could say, like, again, like the there's matter and then there's meaning, you know, and the thing on top. That's like the higher principle. So I don't know. I, w- I would make maybe that argument, you know, about like what I would eat. I might go there. It, but <laughs> yeah. isn't
0: isn't that like it takes us into a little different, but it kind of addresses some of the things you're saying with meaning behind it and matter, right? It mm-hmm. does matter what you eat. And I think it yeah. shows when we don't have the gratitude for what we're eating, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Because we we're taken. So we just go Energy, to the store right? Yeah,
3: we just go to the store and it's a thing in plastic, right. and, like, and oh, so yeah. then what's the
0: fucking the world saying? Okay, motherfucker, you're gonna treat it like that. You're gonna treat this. So we're going to fucking make you fat. We're going to make you unhealthy. Mm. We're going to make you this. Yeah, but you right. see when you have gratitude for it, it's so true. you make and a connection with that energy. You can't obese, measure it.
2: Yeah,
3: if there's obesity. But, it's like a true. it's like a mental problem. Mm-hmm. It's a problem of how we're relating to the world. Right. And it shows up as like unhealthiness. And
0: that's the, so the problem with the science. You know, like I was talking to a friend of mine who's, you know, pretty overweight. Um, this was a while back when that first you know kind of craze of the lab created meat mm-hmm. it's like i'd eat mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. in a second right. and again this is this in my opinion this false um, compassion that people have with the world right and mm-hmm. you can have um, compassion but understand that the way that the world was created yeah. is you got to consume yeah. you know- yeah, yeah. life but i just right? recently Algorithm. but you can mm. you can do it though in a manner in which you respect it and appreciate it
3: right. versus yeah, yeah. trying
0: to get away from it yeah. and yeah. not appreciate that I, that's I, the I, way the world works I recently
3: originally say that possibly one aspect to vegetarianism is that people are afraid of death mhm and that they because we don't kill our animals anymore and we're so like separated from like reality or something yeah. that um, it's like when you see flesh, it think makes you think of your own mortality. Yeah. And there you so then you don't want anything to do with it. It's like a disgust thing or, or you don't want to accept it. Yeah. It seems related. <laughs> uh, that safetyism and all that shit. You know check I, think, the,
4: I, I think my brain uh, definitely started uh, looking at it like that. that uh, you know, it was it was like a good four year almost four years of being vegan. Okay. And <clears throat> yeah, I'd say I'd say the first six months was just me trying to stick to my, my goal. And then after that six months, it started to become like a disgust. And then about a year or so oh. in, I, I noticed as I was working at a steakhouse, like
1: right. every time <laughs> I was butchering
4: meat, I was thinking about it as myself, and I was like, "Wow!" It would, but you it would put be yourself like, in that okay. position. Oh yeah, <laughs> so and I stayed there. there. I was I was stayed there. That oh, no, no wait, well, no. my brother gave me a job. I mean, it was pretty easy to to take it, you know. But yeah. uh, the killing live lobsters for live lobster summer now that was a fucking different thing and that oh, was wow, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. pretty fucking tough to do sometimes yeah. Yeah. yeah they have
0: they can feel they say oh, they, they um, scream and <laughs> stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah yeah they the shit about uh, they go into shock i guess uh, so they can feel everything
4: yeah, and, uh, yeah yeah they'll they'll detach uh detach their their fucking claw, if they're under too much stress when you're killing them, so mm-hmm. you you know if you've done it successfully, if both if their you do claws it well, are attached. You do it well, like yeah. slowly or something. Well, something like that, the idea is you gotta stab them right between the eyes, uh. so you lay them on their back, you fucking take a knife, you find them two little beady fucking eyes, and you stab right between them, and if, it's, if it hits right, yeah, it'll it. paralyze them instantly, so that uh. that's what keeps everything intact, and then you just drive that shit down the center and take all the innards out and everything, right. but People yeah. tell you that when you boil a lobster, a lot of people will say it sounds like they're screaming, and what they'll say is that it's just pressure building in the shell, and oh, what wow. you're actually yeah, yeah. hearing it's is like the pressure air. releasing. Oh, my It's God. not yeah. true. Oh, okay. When you fucking stab them, if you do it wrong, they'll fucking. Oh, they scream? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Dude, so check this out. So, aaron has
0: been working with a friend of hers who's a butcher, right? And just out there a lot of wild game but he also does beef and you know things like that and you know Aaron's a hunter so you know we have no issue with that and we even harvested a buffalo a couple um, seasons ago and you know that's not a hunt they call it a hunt but it's you know Mm. it's not a hunt right but anyway and we went and sat by the animal as it was dying and and passing Mm. but you know for her to to work with this guy, um, you know, because he also has a kill room, right? And it's just a, you know, small shop, I guess it's really nice. And you know, she's like, I have to do that one of those times. And she's like, not because she wants to, but she's like, if I'm gonna be doing this, I have to be able to handle that moment and make that connection with that animal as being the person who is not just consuming it right but helping it you know in, in that transition and it's a interesting thing when you connect like that because you get to feel the sorrow of that or that connection with that animal or or mm-hmm. you know whatever that might be and you know when we had when we harvested this buffalo a couple seasons ago you know that's what it was this animal's like breathing its last couple breaths and you're sitting there with it. Mm-hmm. But it, it's so important, I think, because you have to, it's right. the way the world was going to work. Right. And, you know, it's, um, it gives you that connection. And so when we harvest shit from our garden, it's kind of the same thing, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're mm-hmm. out there. Um, and you make that connection with your food, you know, like, mm-hmm. for me, I don't try to pull like, for instance. Weeds and shit that I don't need to. Now, if I got to do it because of, you know, code enforcement or because, you know, this is where we're going to have a patch of grass or they're invading, you know, whatever. But mm-hmm. it's kind of like that thing, you know, I think everything's got to right. To live right,
3: funny, you know, it's the the funny. Radio. I so there's another thing that, like, I think goes around. Like, I have definitely lived through that as well. Uh-huh. I even thought like weed was like a slur, you know, because that's what, what you're saying is there's a plant there that you don't want, it's yeah. a type of plant, you're like, yeah. I don't like that, and plant.
1: yet there's the one mean? that
3: we do want, <laughs> right? Exactly, it's ex- it's uh, you know, excluding or whatever, Selected. You know what I mean? it's yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, plants. And a lot of
0: weeds are fucking, like, good. Right. You know, dandelion and uh, purslane. Right. Those are two out here. And then we
3: put in a grass that takes too much water. It's from here. It's a monoculture. You could have all those those thoughts about it.
0: But, like, I don't kill, like, (laughs) bugs, hornets, anything like that. Mm -hmm. Unless they're directly in a position where they're going to fuck with me. Right. Right. Um, But, like, it's funny because when... You know, Aaron first found that out about me. Like uh, I, had this, um, I had this house in Inglewood and there was this hornet's nest down in this corner on my front porch. Mm. My um, grill was relatively close to it, right? And so we were grilling and I don't know what she did, kick something over there mm. or whatever, they but they fucked with these protein, hornets.
1: They love protein.
0: They never fucked with me. Right, I'm just saying, and they stung her, and she's like, "Ah, oh, what the fuck?" And you know, I'm like, "Oh yeah, there's a hornet's nest over there." And she's like, "Well, why haven't you gotten rid of it?" I'm like, "Well, they don't fuck with me, so I don't fuck with them. We have an arrangement, you know."
1: Yeah, but let someone else know what if they don't Well, all know right, it's but there? it was,
0: but we had such a good relationship that I forgot that they were there. Right, they don't fuck with me. I don't fuck with them. So it's funny. I kind of do that with pretty much anything, like. If it doesn't fuck with me, then it's like, yeah, I know there's fucking, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. You got a right to live, you know. Like I'll, I'm even the guy who, if there's a fucking bug crawling on my counter or some shit, I'll just take it and throw it outside rather than just mm-hmm. smash it and fucking it yeah. kill it. I yeah, do yeah. the same thing. But you know, I mean, I think it makes for good karma in than all the other shitty things that I do, <laughs> you know, right. or that I might do, right? I mean, I don't think I would have a problem, like, you know, taking someone out, you know, like when I was in Africa, that was never, like those thoughts were never even, you know, um, you know what I'm saying? Well, how do you, you reconcile
3: that then? Like you won't kill a bug. Yeah, Without, and, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause mm-hmm. like, it's the same thing. Like when I was like a bug, you were expecting life. Well, like, you, I recognize that. Would you it, kill, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> a larger animal
0: Oh, absolutely. Attacking. Like, I have no so you, problem hunting, so I feel though. Like, I, I mean, right. I, I hunt, <laughs> <Right>. so <laughs> that's not...
3: Right. As if it's unnecessary. I feel like if you
1: as know... I think it comes down to knowing that that person will 100% do that mm-hmm. to you. So you have to be on the same level as that person because you don't know. You know, though, you have, you have, like, you have to be prepared mm-hmm. for that possibility to right. happen.
0: And if... If they're like, like a if they're the known like antagonist like yeah. you, you know what i'm saying like if sure, we, if we were in a like gang a and there was a gang over there and you had to fight them and it was just going to be the way it is and if people like died or whatever mm-hmm. i don't think i would have one issue with that but if yeah. there was anybody who didn't or who wasn't in the gang you know who wasn't in that game in that mm-hmm. It'd be like, well, you know, of course you have every right to live and every right yeah. to do that. Like, um, you know, there, mm. we had a bunch of rodents pushed down because they built in this field, this big old field, of, you know, a block away from my house. And so as they were building, there was a bunch of rodents coming down. So people were, you know, trapping rats and mm. mice and shit like that. You know, it was kind of a big thing in our neighborhood newsletter. And so what I was saying to Aaron is like, well, I'm not going to fucking trap anything just for the sake of trapping it. I mean, that rat's got a right to right. live. So as long as they don't come into the house or if we can right. prevent that. Right. And a lot of it is by keeping your shit clean. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know, that's the thing I was like, cause you know, we got five dogs. Sometimes, you know, we that have a bunch too, of stuff probably. out. Well, but oh, yeah. what I was saying is, Hey, until we get our shit completely cleaned up, if there's a mouse in here, you know, I use live traps, hmm. you know, because area. then it's like, yeah. well, we're mm-hmm. providing them that opportunity. I've never got to shit. in a live trap. Oh, I mean, I catch like them all right. the time. Really? Okay. All the Maybe time. you get
3: that more yeah. <laughs> I always have mice in the winter. Yeah. I haven't had that I, problem yet. And I do the live traps and I've never caught one. I catch them all the time. Huh. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me what's up there.
0: But that's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You know, this is the relationship you have with them. You're like, look, I get it. You want to be in here. Sorry. You can't be in here. But, you know, (laughs) you get a fucking break until, I mean, but if I was getting overrun by mice and it'd be war, it's like if they're shitting all over my counters and you try to have that connection, then it's like, it's one of those
3: like hoarder shows and the guy has like. Five hundred rats or something yeah. like, that like live in the walls and that's like, one, and, that's they the and thing. he just sits there feeds them and it's just like this ocean of like uh, rats. Well, yeah, well at yeah, least he tries crazy. to control. Yeah. He's, <laughs> like, so to yeah, he's like, come <laughs> to me, my rat family. <laughs> Wilfred yeah. or whatever the fuck that Right, shows. yeah, it is like that. Yeah, totally. Interesting. Or the rat king.
4: I was in Pueblo yeah, just, last week. Uh, my dad, I, I was, I went in the backyard with him and I saw that there were mouse traps like. Around the fence area in the backyard, and I was like, "Dad, why are you, you guys having a mouse problem back here so he was like, "Those are for the cats." He set a bunch of mouse traps for the neighbors' cats <laughs> so that if they tried to jump over the fence, they'd get caught on these things. And I said, "It's snapped on a couple of tails already." Uh-huh.
3: Uh, <laughs> my dad's on the opposite end of the spectrum. He's trying to kill All some right. cats. So I hate cats.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I had a friend like that, that um, he had a place in, uh, ah, man, it was in Pine, Pine Junction, as it's right by the Platte River. It's this really cool area. He had this little house, and um, there was a bunch of feral cats and shit, and he would just sit out and shoot them, right? Because, you know, you could shoot out, you know. I'm like, what the fuck do you want to shoot them for, (laughs) right? I mean... You know, I, I know they're hard on the... I, you know, they're hard on wildlife. I get it. Um, but, mm. you know, that's what I always have. But, again, if there's a reason or a purpose, then, again, it's on. Then, you know, you can get your mind mm. wrapped around. I think that's where the respect for things come mm. in. We have to consume. We have to eat. We can do it then by taking part. The mm. I think the hard thing for me is when people... Um, they think that that cow was always in that styrofoam package. You know what I'm saying? There's such a disattachment. Oh, it's completely disattached.
3: It's totally. I'm that way. Yeah. I am I would have a hard time killing anything. Yeah. I would. Yeah. Once I looked at me, there there was one day my cat got a bird and it had a broken leg or was limping. And I was like, fuck, maybe I need to kill it, you know? And it was like really limping. You know, so I was like, oh, maybe I should, like, drown it. I thought maybe that was <laughs> the best way. I don't know. I didn't know what to do. Drown I, it? I know. I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know. Tie a fucking rock to its other
0: foot. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and throw it in a five-gallon a fucking bucket. Fucking waterboarding. Yeah, yeah, like, but as soon as it looked at me, though, I was like, because, like, I looked at the box, and I was like, maybe I should do something. And it, like, looked up at me, and I just, like, went and took it to the park. Couldn't do it. You're like,
4: Mm. go free (laughs) and it lived off yeah (laughs) i had to put a raccoon out of its misery one time and that shit was pretty tough it it was like i mean the thing looked like the size of like a sixth grader it was fucking i I worked at this catering place and i came in one morning and the sous chef was in there and she, she i could tell by her body language when i walked in it was like five in the morning and she just like was all shaking and stuff and she looked up at me and her face was all pale i was like what the fuck's wrong with you she's like i just went to take the trash out she's like you should go look back there and there's this fucking raccoon with its head all bashed in and its mouth like it had like fucking fangs and it was laying on its back and it's just like fucking it must have just been attacked like within yeah it's like convulsing and so i just there's like a pipe in the back and i just fucking smacked it in the head and then i had to put a put a fucking trash bag over it and like put this thing in the, in the dumpster. It was, yeah, it was like that day kind of scarred me a little yeah. bit. <laughs> that's horrible. It's just yeah. hard,
0: right? I mean, it's, it's hard making that, Yeah. but you, you know, think of all the people who have none of that though. No, mm. like they just kill. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm, that's a, mm-hmm. it's another end of that spectrum. That's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah.
3: But yeah, the one without killing is more like, you know every, like everybody has that yeah in, the, in like cities right? I thought recently about like to think about how like we're so disconnected we don't even need to know if the sun's up or down we don't need to know if it's cold yeah. or hot outside because we got an AC you, got, you know what I mean yeah
0: it's temperature controlled world
3: mm, yeah that, uh-huh. I mean and then but you have so all those like natural like cycles and like I don't know we grew up with that stuff it's just gone, you know? We live in, like, a bubble. Yeah, you know?
0: I think so. I think that's what mm-hmm. makes people... Well, I think that's why people are crazy right now. I mean, mm-hmm. literally, yeah, right. they've taken away all of their, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
0: all the antagonists, all the things that, you know, toughen you up mm-hmm. and make you a little bit harder. And, and then you we know, live in this, like, you...
3: false thing, too, where, like, all oh, Instagram matters. Yeah. And even, like, news and stuff, I still struggle with how much... You know, I I should pay attention to that and how much not, you know what I mean? I mean, I did have the the thought even over here because we talked about that a long time ago, that whole tender garden idea. Mm -hmm. If that's better, is it better to just get out of the city and say, fuck all that nonsense and then just like live a life? Or should you be like involved? And, you know, it's, it's almost like we don't have a choice, right? Like if we're like caught up in the thing we're implicated, mm-hmm. right? We like live off the system or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it's gonna crash, it does affect us and can we do anything? That's that's the thing I guess I struggle with is, can we even do anything about any of this? You know what I mean? I th- yeah, I you think know, that's... I don't, I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't know. What can I do? You know, like yeah. I don't, I, that's what I
2: constantly... So we go
0: back to that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Power is a lot of times just in the ability to show the force that you've got behind it, you, you know what I'm saying? I mean, again, people don't have to be hardcore Republicans or hardcore Democrats, but they can stand up and say, "Yeah, fuck, no, we're not interested in you looking at $600 transactions in our bank mm-hmm. accounts." But who
3: do I say that to? So I might have well, that thought. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, let's but, say, let's but, say but those are the thought, but... those are
0: the things that people got to be. I think one educated when they vote. Right mm-hmm. and not just vote because they're fucking emotional. Like most people, I don't think should vote until they get educated on some of the things that are going on and weigh out. Okay, so this that, versus there's the that. Ten,
3: the, there's the ten the garden thing yeah. again. Like, but we might be should,
0: beyond that. I mean, this culture war might be spinning way beyond so, that shit. So,
3: but, so I've been reading that Vos Voslov Havel book, mm-hmm. right, and the Soviet, the late Soviet. Czechoslovakia activist guy mm-hmm. and it's dope the book is fucking great and it's so it's an easy show me the
0: link or the okay. name of it yeah yeah if you yeah, tell yeah, me it is like the,
3: the powerful Goodness. and the power and the powerless okay something like that it's so good like the the main theme of it all is um about uh he calls it post-totalitarian um so it's like after and it's like how this psychology is just in everybody Mm -hmm. and um it's all like so the main analogy is like that green grocer who puts the sign up in the window that says workers of the world unite and he's like does he even know what the sign means Mm -hmm. does he even care and then everybody else puts up the sign Mm -hmm. and everybody's victim of the system and the the perpetrator of the system it's like a thing like that it's like a mentality thing so yeah maybe I've gone too far I've like forgotten why I brought that up from what you were saying that we're past that yeah well, oh, well, oh, we might would, be past okay the, there, was, there was there was culture war stuff mm-hmm. so he was saying like he called it like the pre-political mm-hmm. he called what I think is maybe maybe it's like similar mm-hmm. to like a culture war and he would be like there were like political people doing things, but it was always he would say like if if politics instituted like a big change, it wasn't because some politician had like some vision of some new way to do things, mm-hmm. it was because this other thing that was brewing underneath mm-hmm. that just had to be addressed yeah right and and he would talk about how it would be at that level and somewhat invisible
0: mm-hmm.
3: right um, but was
0: he talking about like Real ideas brewing underneath, like real problems, or fabricated ideas. Because we gotta say, I mean, well, they were already
3: living under this like whole fabricated thing, so it was mm-hmm. definitely like different. You know? Yeah,
0: because mm-hmm. I don't, I don't see the transgender phenomena right now as this problem that's been brewing under because there's so few people. That are affected by it, right? Mm-hmm. And well, the not, idea but, but that it's yeah, yeah, okay. but the idea that it's lumped into this culture of hate, you know, of negativity against you know people of color, against you know gays, against you know all of that is such a fabricated thing in my mind. This goes back to something that is my mission in life right now that's to help people just get fucking tougher. If you get tougher, then that shit doesn't really matter. Right? Mm-hmm. It just doesn't. It's all of these are, are problems because
3: It's definitely you can like pray a big upon, of wokeism is safetyism. Is, and victimism, you know, and victim, I mean- And then those, they go- False compassion, like you'd be too compassionate, like right. you care so much that you hurt the person. Right. Those are all like common things to it. Right. How it's similar to that book is like, is, um, you know, he his other maybe another premise is like that you either live you can live they were living in a lie, he would say that all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then contrary to people who live in truth, right? Um, and he would say even that like some people were able to like maintain, um, in the face of that because most people like the other thing the Green Grocer sign does <clears throat> is it shows you're obedient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, so you put up the sign and you're like, hey, don't you know, leave me alone or whatever. Right. It's like one of those things. Um, yeah. I don't know. And it's like and it's also all about ideology. Mm-hmm. Ideology is the lie. It comes in and it explains everything away the reason the, the world sucks is because of racism and white supremacy yeah. and hatred mm-hmm. and lack of compassion and, yeah isn't it funny you know, how these uh, things
0: just mm. they they just recycle and there is a pattern there's, the, the, there's totally
3: a pattern right. the more I, cuz i you know you wonder like i would hope that we would all wonder if we're ever being uh, thinking everything's a crisis. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You should, we shouldn't think that way. Right. Right, which is what's going on right now. Right? <laughs> With everything. Man. But, yeah. you know, right. but, I mean,
0: everything is literally but, a crisis.
3: But even like looking at wokeism, mm-hmm. I had that thought. Like, eh, You know, you, you can think that it could like take down everything. Mm-hmm. And it, and then when I say that in my head, it sounds ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I, I'm, I'm making this a bigger deal than what it is. Mm-hmm. But the more you learn about some of those ideological uh, 21st century horrible things that happened mm-hmm. communism and Nazis and all the different ways that happened it, there does seem to be a lot of similarities
4: yeah and maybe it's like the beginning crazy amount of similarities you think so
3: yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and because because when you do is you accept a little lie first mm-hmm. you say oh maybe some men uh, have have breasts or something, or can can get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Some men can get pregnant. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> you like, or oh, maybe it doesn't start there. Actually, it would start at, hey, you know, some people are trans. Um, you know, we should we should respect that. It starts there, and then sure. and then the next step is. You know, you see a bunch of arguments where they say, is that person, is that trans Mm -hmm. man, is that trans woman a woman? Mm -hmm. And then you feel bad about that woman. And so then in your mind, you say, yes, they are a woman. Mm -hmm. And then that's that... Then you're like... Further in, mm-hmm. and then later on, you say, Oh, yeah, some men, of course, some men, you know what I mean. And it's like this gradual process <laughs> of like, but you yeah. know what I'm saying? I, it, it's like it's just a slow thing. There's a and,
1: saying in Italian, mm. you give them your hand, they take the whole arm,
3: right? Right, yeah, so yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. It's
1: just the whole idea of like, give an inch, take a mile, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. the idea. Mm-hmm is a solid idea. You know what I'm saying? Oh, well, we should respect trans people. At the beginning, right. right. But that's something that should be taught just to people that you should afford people a level of respect, right? Right. Now, I don't think you should give people like too much respect until they've earned it, but there should be a general respect that's just taught. And this is where, again, I come back to If we were a nation of tough people, a lot of these problems wouldn't ever really be problems because you understand how to deal with problems like this that aren't very big problems, even racism, right? I mean, there's levels of racism, being called a Mexican, being called a beaner growing up. You know, when I look back on that, that's not racism because I called people names mm-hmm. too. So it's just it the name that was called. And, right. Yeah, well, well the circumstances. I mean, but most of the kids who said it are just, you're trying to raz each other. Right. Right. <laughs> it's just, okay, right. how can I insult them? And mm-hmm. right. right. And you did it as fun. You did it yeah. with intention sometimes because that's how kids are. Right. It's, you know, it comes back to the same thing. We can say sparring. Well, it's fun to hit just a little bit harder sometimes because you get hit back a little bit harder but you want to do it to people who can take it like it's no fun if you just drop the same person every time you're like
2: Mm.
0: right but you give them a little bit so that they come back it's it's fun to give them back a little bit more and that's where being tough comes in you know people a lot of times say that's not compassionate this is what i always question it's like how do you equate compassion to letting you, you know, letting isn't a good word, but to being cool and okay with that person being weak. And what I mean is, you know, Mm -hmm. if there's a way for them to be stronger, to help them figure that way out, direct them, you know, convince them, right? Whatever. And those things are so important because there's not a whole lot of positives associated with weakness, no. You know what I'm saying? You don't look at all the attributes of what you would consider success and say, oh, weakness was a... I'm glad you developed that weakness, right? That was really good. Right. You, because you it would a become a job. strength at
4: that point, right? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Maybe, yeah. I that's mean, good. if that was the reason for the success, <laughs> yeah, then... Right. right it,
3: yeah.
4: 100%. So... Yeah. So
3: that's a big pattern in the whole thing. I think yeah. it's huge. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the more we talk about it, the more I'm like, yeah, that's, that is... Integral in like the, the, you know whatever's going on right now and whatever ideology is sweeping over, it does have to do with devouring mother stuff. Mm-hmm. You know you you care so much that you hurt the person. Right. Right. And you do may, and you do do it by weakness. You know. Like, right. You. Yeah, uh,
0: I think that's like. Yeah, because when you when you shelter
3: it. and you know and you like overprotect, mm-hmm. you know, all of a sudden they're yeah they're weak they're um Mm thin-skinned right yeah Mm -hmm. exactly they're fragile Mm -hmm. and when you're tougher
0: you you want a little bit more you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. i want you to have a little bit more of a threat on me than not because Mm -hmm. that makes me when you get into that mindset of being tougher Mm
2: -hmm. it
0: just makes you a little bit tougher you don't want to be the, you know like toughest person in an easy pool that never challenges you, right? You want things to be challenging that toughness, because that's what keeps you sharp, that's what keeps you tough, that's what makes you tougher, right? You know, mm-hmm. it's always that in that mindset that you can adapt it to anybody under any circumstances at any age, then we we can always get our ass kicked, right? You get into an accident, get hit with a disease. It's still the fact. That the tougher you are within that disease or that accident, the faster you're going to heal or the better you're going to heal, right? You're going to improve to the best possible levels that you could improve at. And maybe that's a huge knock. Maybe from where you were, I was listening to this uh, story that um, someone was telling me about this mastermind group that we were talking about. My friend who belongs to one. And he's saying they had a blind guy who... Um, went blind at 39, right? And he's a pretty, you know, wealthy guy. Made, um, you know, some good investments. And one of the things that he was saying is, you expected when, you know, he was talking about being blind, you know, and and I think this is like he's in his 50s now, so you know, it, it's like 15, 20 years that he's been blind, um, that he would have this profound thing. And he goes, no, being blind sucks, <laughs> but you got to use it, right? Mm. And so, you know, he's not, like, thankful for this burden that he's carrying. But he's also like, you know, you got to figure it the fuck out. And you got to you got to deal with it. And you got to, you know, you got to get tougher, you got to work within that. Um, So, you know, again, it doesn't mean that we'll be like, above it. Mm. But at least, we can address those circumstances the best that you can. Show up and you know um, feel good about it, right?
2: Yeah.
0: So, mm-hmm. we're at one twenty. Mm-hmm. What do you got to add?
1: <laughs> um, this reminds me of what you were saying about free will earlier. You were like, I think you said uh, we believe we have free will. Yeah but um i think it kind of all ties in well with what we're talking about earlier energy things you can't describe um and what you were just saying you know you make the best out of something i think it all requires you to believe in something that you can't necessarily prove or prove yet yeah faith and Mm -hmm. it's like even if i know for sure i don't have free will i'm going to believe i do because then within my reality these are the things that i can do mm-hmm. uh, I as like opposed that. to like
2: mm-hmm.
1: i don't have free will so mm-hmm.
3: yeah um that guy brett weinstein has that idea the metaphorical truth and you you could say it's like it's you act as if mm-hmm. So I, I always thought that about free will. I mean, I'm sure Sam Harris says it. Yeah. That even if it's not real, you should act as if it is. So even a guy like him recognizes that. You know, even the, you know... That, a guy like him. <laughs> well, you know, it's like it's like, a, it's like his story is like free will. That's like no free will. That's like his thing. Um,
0: Wouldn't that suck, though, to find mm-hmm. out the answer to mm-hmm. that? That would be horrible because if it's... If that if was that the answer. If that was the answer, think mm-hmm. of how it would just... Ruin mm. it, ruin mankind. Mm-hmm. I mean,
1: but it's like that guy who lost his vision, right? Yeah, he. It's kind of almost like you know finding an answer, knowing something, and it just changes your reality. So like he became blind, changed his reality. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, right. But I think within that though, the difference would be that if you've got like your will is. Like that thing that we identify as separate from animals, right? Because dogs don't technically have free will; they're programmed to to interact certain ways, maybe. right? right? Mm-hmm. And they, within that, they've got a little bit of room mm-hmm. to wiggle.
3: Maybe there's like le- maybe there's like mm-hmm. levels of free will. Yeah, maybe they've like a little less free will. Right. Maybe a bug's a little more like a robot. Uh-huh. Yeah, they <laughs> are, maybe, right? right? I mean, but they have, you maybe, got the have some, maybe they have some free will, though. i right. just trying to imagine
4: yeah. a bunch of ants throwing a little party together. You know, you know, <laughs> buy some beer that spilled somewhere. <laughs> right. that,
1: I mean, don't they congregate? <laughs>
4: yeah.
3: That'd be another thing that would be emergent, you know, would be at what point, you know, would you consider something that, would, that has free will? Right. Like, if you could look inside of it, and it's like, whatever, I never really took... Biology, but you know, the parts of the cell first it's first it's nomicules and (laughs) (laughs) spicules, whatever's in there, in a nucleus, and shit. And there's just like,
2: (laughs)
1: there's a cell wall,
3: and then those things like interact, right? And then that creates i don't know even at that point you still can't explain it by like
1: yeah like like, how does that uh happen can you explain you can describe i think we can describe Mm. things and you
3: can somewhat predict it that's the thing like if it's a robot you could be like if chemical a plus chemical b is going to make the organism do this thing then it's like a robot it's like predictable but at some point
1: Mm.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: every language has a structure so you kind of like you know whenever mm. we're talking you know where to put a period you know mm-hmm. where to put a comma you know where to
3: mm-hmm. so the say. so the the bug is like reading the language of, well
1: no i was just talking about the structure of it predictability it. on it predictability the, on it uh-huh. like if i you know science we observe it and we can use that to predict it mm. i mean we use that in language i think
3: yeah 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 um Yeah. uh, Yeah. That is a part of like scientific uh, knowledge is that it's linguistic or or that's like a logic part of like logical knowledge is it is in language. They're all like like math problems, like, you know, they're all like uh, like SAT things, you know, if if (laughs) if a man can't be pregnant. And Joe is a <laughs> man. looking at me Because <laughs> <laughs> he thought it was funny.
2: <laughs>
3: you know what I mean? Then, therefore, right. you know, the and uh, Joe is not pregnant. Therefore, Joe is a man or whatever. You know, in, it is linguistic. It's in yeah. language. Yeah. So, I don't know. But, so, but it would be interesting, like, like what point. going to get if, us kicked off by points <laughs> for saying
2: that. <laughs> now, now
0: we
3: just lost all of our players right, Damn. it! <laughs> yeah.
2: You
3: know. Well, I don't know. Yeah. So at what point does it become like free will? You know, at at some level, it's like a robotic thing that you can predict and it's just like matter, you know, billiard balls Mm -hmm. bouncing around. But at what point does it become like the thing makes a decision? Like, where does that happen? Mm -hmm. Where does that decision get made? Or, you know what I mean? Like, and and maybe science can never know that stuff. I I don't know. But Uh that's
0: the, I think that's the cool part of it is, you know, in all of these quests for answers. There's some things that, man, we might not want answers to because then it limits
3: well, you what want you can s- do. But you don't want a scientific answer, maybe. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, well, well, right. Because I mean, then, we, then you're like explaining it away uh-huh. somehow. You know what I mean? Spoilers. I mean, something like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like spo- mm. yeah. So maybe, maybe learning that you don't have free will would be like a spoiler. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, but think <laughs> of how
0: that would change so many people. I mean – I don't know, this is what I kind of equate it to if somebody's got a, um, you know, terminal illness, right? And a doctor tells them, well, you've got terminal illness, how many people die because they've been told that they've got a terminal illness, Mm -hmm. right? I would suspect that that affects people in a much different way than if they said, Hey, you know, yeah, we've got a we've got a fight ahead of us, you mm-hmm. know. Get where, your where get your stuff that? in order. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know so,
3: And so where is that for science to like learn about that? Mm-hmm. Like where is the placebo effect? You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. where could you point a microscope to psychology, like psychology? The brain. Uh-huh, but at what point how does the brain change the body? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like at what point would you see a neuron become like a like a Physical cancer white blood cell or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like how could you look at that? You know? Yeah. I don't know.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's like that whole thing act as, a, as if, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, I think mm-hmm. it was, um, uh, what was his name? Shit. He was working for Edison. Um, and so mm-hmm. he like this was his story. He was acting as if he was already because he wanted to be like a partner of Edison's not like an employee of Edison's. Mm -hmm. And he had no skills, no nothing. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I think he even borrowed money to take a train to go to, you know, Thomas Edison's fucking business and work with him, right. But his thing was he acted as if he was this until that actualized,
3: mm-hmm. but right. um, I heard uh, Dolly did that. He he acted as if he was like a mad genius. Uh-huh. He like wanted to be a genius, yeah. And so he just acted like he was, and then he became, became mad. A yeah, very <laughs> <mad genius. laughs> yeah. right right, cool.